0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 213 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd.
2: And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. The theme of our show today is the Canadian connection. And our guest is Deanne Tomlin. Deanne Tomlin. I knew I was going to mess that up. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> he
0: yeah. even rehearsed. Sorry yeah. about that. No worries. No <laughs> worries. Deneen.
2: I'm sorry. Deanne is the. I'm sorry, the... Fred. I, I messed up. I mean
0: yeah yeah and my name is Cheryl you're the other guy yeah. remember okay now we've got all our, our names straight. Uh, Denine is the founder of Lady Guns in Alberta, Canada, an organization that helps women and youth participate and become Active in firearms-related sports. She is an outdoor enthusiast that loves hunting, fishing, and shooting. Deneen is a firearms instructor, a competitive shooter, a hunting mentor, and most recently, she has been asked to assist the Canadian University Shooting Federation with the development of programs that introduce and encourage female participation in university shooting sports across the country
1: welcome to the show miss Deneen thank you very much it's my pleasure to be here thank you for asking me to be uh, representing Canada I guess in a way uh, for today's show so uh, yeah thank you so much absolutely what what
2: happened to Canada wasn't that the Wild West (laughs) at one time just like it was here
1: well and I think some parts still might be (laughs) just (laughs) not all parts (laughs) Well, um, we're sitting
0: here in the studio. I like to tell people, like, orient them where in time we are because as people listen to these shows, you know, years later sometimes, uh, we'll be talking about things and they're scratching their heads going, what now? Uh, we are in the studio on, on Monday June eighth, 2020. And this is really the only way that we can see each other is through Zoom. For those of us watching on video, for those listening on, on audio, we do these uh, these Zooms so we can actually see each other because as Deneen was just telling us off air, our borders are closed. Like I could not go visit Danine if I wanted to from Arizona into Canada.
1: That is true. That is true. So, uh, to to give you a sense of uh, where I am, I'm directly north of the state of Montana, and uh, um, yes, our borders uh, are closed across the country, and we're not allowed to come visit you or you, us until uh, until further notice. So, we'll have Zoom.
2: We have Zoom, and that's that's a weird picture. Just to think about that that you you have to stop. You can't go across because.
1: Yeah,
0: we are, we're really struggling ourselves because we are freedom minded people and we have uh, always had the freedom of movement and, and now so many things are different. And uh, speaking of which, um, as soon as I mentioned that you were from Canada, I am sure that people are like, they leaned in. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about what's going on uh, uh, in our our northern neighbor's lives Um, People want to know what is happening with the most recent gun ban in your country, but before we get there, let's talk about where Canada is or was just before the ban. What is the gun culture? What is the recreation, the sport, and activities like in Canada? Like, What do you shoot? Where do you shoot? Just kind of bring
1: folks into your world. I would love to, and thank you for uh, for asking. It's it's incredibly different, and I've had such a great opportunity to travel the world uh, to a few different places and a few different uh, gun cultures, and uh, I do get the opportunity to meet with you fine folks at SHOT every year, and uh, the conversations around uh, my gun culture and your gun culture were so close, yet we're so far apart, so I'm hoping today I can uh, paint a picture for you. Uh, about uh, Canada's gun culture and uh, and the uh, licensing, the restrictions, the regulations around it. So, um, so just to give some context here, and I'm going to read for some notes just to make sure I get things correct. Uh, Canada's population is about 37 and a half million people. So California, the state of California is 39 and a half. So all of Canada, population-wise, fits within the state of California. So within wow. that... I know, isn't that crazy? Yes. Uh, Tons of space, but uh, not a lot of people. And most of the people are obviously on the border uh, or just above the border. So that's where our population is most dense. Uh, 2.3 million Canadians hold a valid gun license. And we're going to talk about licensing because you must have one in this country to have the privilege of owning a firearm. So I'm going to refer to something called a PAL. P-A-L, Possession Acquisition License. That is the name of our gun license. And there are about 12.7 million firearms in civilian possession in Canada. So that's roughly one firearm for every three people in the country. So of that, uh, we have uh, in 2018, the last uh, report I could find, Canadians spent about $19 billion on fishing, hunting, and sport shooting. And I think that employs about 107 or 8,000 people in the country, so it's a pretty big industry. And so when we get talking about the, uh, the gun ban, uh, think, about, think back to this comment about how it's impacting 107 or 8,000 people, families, employees, et cetera. We'll get at that later. So in Canada, we have some classifications of guns. We have non-restricted guns, those are what we call our long guns, our rifles and our shotguns. Uh, then we have our restricted, that would be like an AR style, a rifle and a pistol. And then we have the prohibited guns, which cannot be used in Canada. So how do I become a gun owner or a gun user? Uh, I have to take a course, it's the PAL course, of course, and uh, it is a two day, uh, one or two day, depending on how much I want to do because I can get my non-restricted and my restricted uh, gun license at the same time. I have to write an exam. I have to prove that exam uh, by way of show and tell. I have to pass a background check with the Royal Canadian Mounted of Police. I have to pass reference checks. I provide references and they call them and they interview them. And then if I pass all of that scrutiny, I get something that looks like a uh, a driver's license, and that is now my gun license. And it says right on it what classifications and restrictions I have the right to own and use. So another thing that is very interesting that I have learned about uh, Canada versus the US is that, uh, I mean, we're province, uh, province by province, and so you have state legislation on gun rules and gun laws we are nationally legislated. So the, the gun rules and regulations are, are from uh, one end of the country to the other. So there's, the only thing that's different is in each province, we have a chief firearms officer that is responsible for uh, the ranges and scrutiny within the province. But he or she must also follow the rules of the nationally legislated uh, um, uh, program. So, uh Yet another example of something that might be different is our storage and transportation laws. So, uh, and I remember, uh, Dan, you and I spoke of this, uh, um, uh, in, uh, January this year, uh, we have trigger locks on our guns. We have to lock them in a safe or safe storage. Uh, and then our ammunition has to be stored separately. So uh, most Americans find that crazy because of course, um, I cannot have a loaded gun at any time. on on my property and I have to keep my ammunition stored safely away from my firearm where it is locked up with a trigger lock. So we're safe, safe, safe. So uh, on top of that, another difference is ammunition. We have limits on how much ammo we can fit into our magazines. So uh, semi-automatic rifles, excuse me, uh, our high cap mags are five rounds and that's it. So even if the (laughs) Cheryl, even if the magazine is very large, a a 30 round cap mag, you can only get five. So, all of ours are pinned at five. They may look like yours, but there's a little pin and you can only get five rounds in them. And then my high cap, five. Five. Oh my gosh. And my high cap mag for my pistol is 10. And that's the maximum I'm allowed to fit into my pistol. So, that's the Canadian uh, ammunition limits in our magazines. So, Wow! Uh, I know it's interesting and I do get that and and think about us poor Canadian competitors that have to come down with those those magazine restrictions and try and shoot three gun right so why do you think I make friends so I can borrow these academics? <laughs> so uh, yeah we can't we can't even buy them in Canada so uh, it's very restricted so talking about these restricted firearms and things like three gun and IPSC um, we can only 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 purchase them for sporting and recreation. So when I put my request uh, into uh, the RCMP for my gun, um, I cannot list self-defense or protection as a reason for my purchase, full stop. It is not approved use. There is one caveat. It's based on profession, of course, but uh, I'm just an average gun owner. So I have sporting and recreation. That is it. Those are my options. So, obviously, that means in Canada we have no concealed carry, we have no open carry, because these pistols can only be used for sport. So, the restricted firearms, uh, and a lot of times we talk about things like AR-15s, obviously there are more than that, but they are not hunting rifles in Canada, and they can only be purchased for sport as well. So, they cannot be used in a hunting capacity so uh those are kind of the uses and capacities in canada and the last thing i want to throw at you which uh if your mouth hasn't dropped open yet cheryl uh (laughs) but i like this i like this one uh you cannot have a criminal record as a licensed firearms owner in canada and you are subject to criminal background check every single day 365 days of the year it's known as Uh, continuous eligibility screening obviously it's an automated process but they continue to check we are the safest people in the country by default I would think right so uh, so those are some of the things that make us different very very different we don't have a second amendment right Uh, our our uh, our governance is based on the Magna Carta uh, and and, in that was established back in uh, somewhere at 1215 uh, I believe it was, and and that set the legal system for uh, English Canada. Then we have the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So back somewhere between 12 and 1600, uh, it was stated that the governed could never be disarmed, and that is still in the Act. So we now have the Constitution Act of 1867, and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms from 1982. So all of that combined makes up our rights, and so we have something kind of similar. Uh, Our guns fall under our property rights. So property rights and freedoms says that everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of the person and the right not to be deprived thereof, except in accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. So that's as close as we get to your Second Amendment. It's not very close at all, but that's what we get.
0: So... Mm -hmm. My, my mouth is agape. I am just, I, I really can't imagine that, first of all, you have to ask permission at every angle for mm-hmm. every element of um, the firearm, and then you, you can't even say out loud that you, know, you might actually need this tool as a self-defense tool because that's just a bridge too far, apparently. Um, Yes, ma'am. It's just, it's it's frightening to me because I, for some reason, I feel like, for some reason, (laughs) I've watched our recent debate stages for the next presidential election. There are a lot of people in America that feel like, let's just go to this big permissive system And, um, it's, it's very, um, lots of emotions for me. It's frustrating. It's, it's bewildering. Um, it's a head scratcher. Um,
2: well, I'm shocked that you don't have a right to defend yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we do have a right to defend ourselves. It's just a different type of right and under different circumstances. So. And, and, and that was the very same thing you said to me, Dan, in January. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I can tell you, uh, I was asked by many people and I am constantly asked uh, by Americans uh, about that. And I can tell you, I was never born with the opportunity to, uh, to have a concealed carry or open carry option. The only people in my entire life that I've ever seen with a gun on their hip would be policemen and women and so when I go to other countries that allow that it's actually a bit alarming for a Canadian because we're not used to seeing civilians just walking around so you just have to imagine that that we're kind of we're we're born and raised differently and so uh, I'm sure if you asked a number of Canadians they would want the rights and freedoms that you have but we've just never been given that and so we do thoroughly enjoy coming down to the US. Uh, I've gone down for competition, I've gone down for hunting, uh, recreation, and, and of course, events in the industry. And uh, um, and I have the opportunity to travel with my firearms down into the US, and uh, your government, uh, the ATF, uh, approves my application every year. And uh, I put it in and they say, come on down, you're a very scrutinized uh, pop- part of the population in Canada, and uh, and we love to have you. So, um, so I get, the, the opportunity uh, to express myself in the U.S. with my firearms, but uh, but not in Canada. <laughs> so, Danine, I, no.
2: I have to ask, I mean, this is kind of a scary question, but so if you compare that with the population of California, you said you had about the same amount of people. What I have two questions. What What's the crime like there with firearms, and what do they do to somebody who does commit a crime with a firearm? Is it...
1: And those, those are great questions and uh, not being in law enforcement or the judicial system, all I can tell you is, is my experience. Obviously, we are a very large and vast country. So there are uh, a number of crimes uh, that take place in the cities. Uh, We have gang crimes in the cities, a lot of, of uh, handgun Based crimes. Those are illegal guns. Uh, I will, when we get into the OIC, excuse me, the gun ban. Uh, um, when we get into that, I actually have some, some statistics to share with you. Uh, but uh, we do have gun crime, absolutely. But the gun crime is not uh, is not registering um, by way of, of licensed gun owners and licensed and registered guns. So the crimes that are taking place, are, uh, criminals, uh, with guns that have been, uh, gained illegally. And, uh, and so the statistics do show that, uh, that the crimes that are committed are not by people that are licensed gun owners or registered or licensed gun owners. But
2: I question that because the people that are licensed right now wouldn't commit a crime anyway. So the licensing is, is, is not effective because you would not go commit a crime with your firearms if you didn't have to license them, would you?
1: No, sir. I would not. So so the uh, the people that are going to break laws,
2: the people that are going to break laws are going to break laws anyway. Yes,
1: Yes, absolutely. So all they're doing is restricting
2: you. They're just restricting you, making it harder for you to have a choice. Mm
1: -hmm. Correct. And so, uh, and so our rural gun crime is also, uh, that's more long gun crime, but uh, obviously farmers, uh, and people in rural Canada, um, have, uh, have a lot more, there's a lot more long guns out there because they're either hunting or protecting livestock. So, uh, we see uh, a different kind of crime there than we do in the urban centers.
0: So tell us about your organization, Lady Guns. How did you come to be the founder and what is your mission?
1: Okay. Uh, thank you for asking Cheryl. Uh, it was an accident <laughs> it uh, so about 8 or 9 years ago i started uh, shooting a uh, sporting place and so uh, a lot of people are familiar with uh, shotgun sports skeet and trap and sporting and uh, and i got so uh, involved in it that i started a ladies night and uh, and i became an instructor and a competitor and i thought well who doesn't want to do this so i just started Surrounding myself with uh, women that either were great at it or or wanted to be great at it And we just started these ladies nights and then over time uh, As I added more disciplines and I met more people in in other shooting disciplines uh, It just expanded and so we actually branded it and launched it officially a Year and a half or two years ago now. So uh, so I would say our mission is to ensure the future of shooting sports in Canada Uh, We like to bring women together uh, to empower them to try new things in the shooting sports. And we make sure to expand their education and participation because we know that if women come, women will bring their kids, they'll bring their nieces, their nephews, and then our future of the shooting sports will be uh, bolstered by all of uh, these empowered women. And I love nothing more than to see a woman shoot a gun for the first time, and that huge smile and that feeling of overcoming that beasty machine—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's great. And uh, it, they just—they come back, and and they—they—they they, they like to have a group of women. They like to have women instructors, and so that's really what Lady Guns is about. Uh, and I like hanging out in the outdoors and doing things, so I just wanted to surround myself and create my own tribe. And like-minded people attract like-minded people, so. Um, so Lady Guns is now running workshops, uh, at COVID-19 aside, of course. We have workshops and courses. We run ladies' nights, indoor ranges, outdoor ranges, range days. We do family range days. And for those folks who live in places like Arizona, uh, we had a Frosty Fingers family fun shoot up in Canada just before Christmas uh, in the snow. And the kids were out tobogganing and shooting 22s on the Rimfire Range. It was great fun, great, is- great, great fun.
2: So awesome. Yeah. And so. What is a toboggan? I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were, we were sledding. And snow
2: yes. too? Snow? I know.
0: We're, we're yeah. desert dwellers. We have uh, no clue these words yes. you're using.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I got to throw in all my Canadian words, right? So, yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: We have a family that is uh, originally from Canada. My stepmom and, and three of my step-siblings And, uh, so we have, we have lots of little in jokes about, you know, (laughs) all all of the Canadian connections there. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: so about the lady guns and the the education and, and that mission tie that into us with this, uh, Canadian university shooting federation and university, uh, shooting sports. So is that actually at university at a college, or is that a, an organization that, is, is calling itself a university.
1: Ah, I'm so happy that, uh, to share. They're so excited uh, to, to be coming together and uh, it's quite a groundswell. So the Canadian U- University Shooting Federation is actually a shooting federation across Canada and each of the universities in Canada that want a gun club have put forward applications. So we have universities from coast to coast that have now put gun clubs together and they have shooting nights And they have ladies' nights and they have pint night and pub night and pizza night. And so what happened was we crossed paths actually at an event. And I said, how can I help? And so I started going out and bringing some of the Lady Guns tribe along. And we started doing range officer work with them and helping some of the ladies. Some of these university gals are interested in going into law enforcement or first responder work, and they had never handled firearms. So we were helping bridge the gap and 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 quite honestly we were the only girls on the line because all the other range officers are guys and so it really helped there and so the director of programming uh for CUSIF the Canadian University Shooting Federation has asked myself and my Lady Guns partner Miss Casey to uh to help in put together programming and so we are now talking about how we can get more women out how we can introduce more women to different firearms sports. And uh, and so we're really in the early stages, but we're so excited to be part of this. And yes, each university in Canada uh, has to go through their own programming to get a gun club, but we're seeing more and more of them uh, every year. So it's quite exciting.
0: That's so awesome. All right. The moment everybody's been waiting <laughs> for, right? Let's yes. talk about the most recent gun ban in Canada what caused it um, what has been the reaction and where is the ban currently like is it in stone that's it is there anything
1: citizens like yourself can do go all right okay Mm. let's hope uh, this isn't too bumpy of a ride all right (laughs) so on May 1st so what is that five weeks ago roughly May 1st 2020 uh, Canada's prime minister took the podium uh at one of his uh covid19 morning sessions and he made an announcement about a gun ban now we were expecting something was going to happen but this one and how it happened was kind of out of left field so that's what i'm going to share with you guys so he stood up and said that that the government canada's government was doing something to reduce gun violence in canada well who doesn't want that everybody wants to reduce gun violence in in any country right so uh so how they did it is what's interesting So of course it happened during COVID-19. So because of that, uh, uh, Canada's legislature had been at reduced uh, seating and they were only dealing with pandemic issues really. And so uh, to have a gun ban come through was kind of out of left field. And so uh, the other thing you may or may not know is we we currently are sitting with a minority government. So uh, um, we have a minority government, we have a pandemic and a gun ban comes through. It was done without debate transparency or judicial oversight and they pushed this legislation through using something called an order in council I will refer to it as the OIC so the order in council allowed them to bypass parliamentary debate and vote they used very misleading information and quite inflammatory language to put force measures uh, um, to put in force excuse me measures to allow them to seize the legal property of millions of Canadians and render it useless. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about how they're planning or what they think they're going to do. And when I say that, that's my hopeful, hopeful speaking. Uh, so what is an OIC? Well, it's something in Canadian law that is generally used for political appointments, simple laws, or in the event of an emergency. I, I do recall there was uh, an OIC used during World War II. I'm sure there may be one or two more, but it's rarely, rarely used. Uh, The government also was well aware that the largest petition in Canadian history, so not just gun related, but the largest petition in Canadian history was just about to be introduced into Parliament. And the purpose was to ask the government not to use an order in council, but we, the gun owners and people that were concerned, signed a petition saying, just debate it. Just let's talk about it openly. And they chose to ignore that. So what happened? on May 1st. So they banned about 1,500 guns and variants. And uh, this is the kicker, they have added about 250 to 50 plus more since that time, almost secretly, through something called the firearms reference table. So the Royal Canadian Mount of Police has been asked to change the classification. So if you remember earlier, we were talking about prohibited, excuse me, restricted and non-restricted and now prohibited, The RCMP staff members are being asked to go into the firearms reference table and delete the the restriction or the non-restricted category and put prohibited in there. They're not actively sharing that with the public. So we don't even know if we're we're in compliance right now. These are being kind of uh, sent out uh, to the people that can access the FRT, but John and Jane Public cannot. So, so this is also very concerning to us Let me just uh, as gun owners. Let me just clarify
0: yeah. that. So you told me earlier there, there were three classifications. There was a mm-hmm. non-restricted, a restricted, and a prohibited. Yes. You're saying that the word prohibited is being re- re- is replacing the
1: non-restricted? Yes, ma'am. And it's going all the way over. So they're, they're taking non-restricted firearms from the uh, firearms reference table. And they're making them prohibited, and I and I'm going to share with you based on what uh, that they're making those determinations. Oh, and uh, yes, it holy is right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> or in your case, oh my dots, not stars, right? Yes, yeah, so, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my polka dots. All dot. right. <sighs> so I'm going to quote uh, quote the prime minister as to uh, what he said on May first. He stated. These weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only, to kill the largest amount of people in the shortest amount of time. He said there is no use and no place for such weapons in Canada and effective immediately, it is no longer permitted to buy, sell, transport, import, or use military-grade assault weapons in this country. He further announced that there would be a two-year amnesty for gun owners and then he made a promise to legislate fair compensation on a gun buyback. You can't buy back something you didn't own in the first place.
2: So you're going to you. use
1: my taxpayer dollars to buy my property from me because you told me that you could do it. So this is a problem. And like I said, I want to repeat that again. We couldn't do, uh, do the following, buy, sell, transport, import, or use military grade assault weapons and that's important because there is no legal definition of assault rifle in Canada so the firearms covered by this ban to your point Cheryl are classified as non-restricted and restricted so they're not classified as weapons under our firearms act at all so the government deliberately misstated that in this ban so what is an assault firearm Because when you use the terminology with the average public, of course, nobody wants military grade assault weapons, just, you know, in people's gun safes. So what is an assault firearm? Well, we say it uh, um, is select fire or sustained rapid fire capability. Anybody would say that's a full auto. So they've been, they've been prohibited, prohibited in Canada since 1977. So we don't even have them. So they're they're basically in effect banning something that they already banned in 1977. So, um, and then further to that, uh, to the reason that we currently have firearms, we've talked about that hunting and recreation and sport. uh, Our government made it clear that the firearms that they are banning have the ones they chose, they have no hunting or sporting purpose. So the ones they selected, they feel that they have no hunting or sporting purpose. But then not moments later, He said that there are a select group of people, First Nations people were exempt from the legislation because the exception was that they could use them for hunting purposes. So they contradicted themselves and said, there's an exempt group of gun owners that we will allow to use the prohibited guns for hunting purposes, but they're not meant for hunting or sporting purposes. Are you confused? (laughs) So I'm always confused
0: when I hear people that are anti-freedom, anti-gun, try to uh try to wrap their their worldview around mm-hmm. the tools and, and the use of the tools, and the people that own the tools, because it never makes sense. The logic train is constantly jumping off the tracks and you know that is why our founders in our constitution mm-hmm. they the only place they use these words is in the second amendment which pertains to the right to keep and bear arms and they said shall not be infringed just right. period no asterisks you know unless somebody misuses their rights or does something right. horrible with the gun like uh, unless you elect somebody that has zero understanding of what these tools are like it it's a gun rights for dummies uh, clause, just right. just back away. This is not the place for you is what that says. And I am, I am heart sick at, at what your nation is, is going through with this. Um, what opportunities do you even have to push back on this back room, back door, dead of night, kind of um dishonest dealing
1: well there are a number of things that are being done um uh and i i would say most importantly and i know this this echoes with you is educate yes. educate and uh because it's easy to get people to agree to something if you give them information and that information can be biased it can be truthful. It can be fact-based. But the important thing is to let grown-up adult people make decisions based on real facts. And And I think in Canada, just like any other country, uh, if you're not involved in, in gun sports or understand firearms uh, and the use and the conditions that we are already under, uh, to be safe gun-owning Canadians, uh, it's pretty easy to, to sway uh, um, people as to, what they think about the gun industry. And I've seen some interviews that have taken place on uh, busy street corners in uh, major cities, major urban centers in Canada. And uh, and it is, uh, it is alarming uh, to hear what people think they know about firearms. And uh, to your point um, about um, decisions and uh, uh, what we're going through in Canada, I wanna share with you, uh, how our government came to determine these 1,500 guns and variants, because there were a couple of decision uh, uh, decision frameworks put around it. Number one was, was it used in a mass shooting in Canada? Number two was, was it used in a mass shooting in the U.S.? And number three, and don't laugh, you guys, is, does it look scary? No. They wrote so, that
0: down? Like- so,
1: Oh, come on. So not one single firearm on this list that is banned is based on functionality or how it operates. Like fact versus right. fiction, I guess.
2: So that's, that's the education thing. Scary. It is the
1: education thing. It absolutely and
2: I, is. And I, and I have to interrupt just one second, please. Please. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, you know, education, but their government is saying AR, assault rifle. They're saying military grade.
0: Now, wait, don't, don't say AR assault rifle. That's what so, I'm saying. They, they yes, want you, that. It, okay. It's yes. Armalite. It's not, assault it rifle. is Armalite.
1: We know that.
2: Okay. All right. I'm sorry. The government clarifying. is scaring people into saying military grade mm-hmm. firearms. Well, a Colt 1911 is a military grade firearm. It's a six shot or seven shot, 45 pistol. They're scaring by using these words like military grade and assault yes. rifle to de-educate the people. and they're, they're, So, I yes. mean, who, you know, you made a comment who, who wants people to have a military grade gun in their safe. And, and I know you're pro gun a hundred percent, but people think that a military grade gun is evil and bad and that it's going to come out of the safe and shoot you on its own. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, you can, you can do, I don't want to say it, but a military <laughs> grade gun. Point. And a, a civilian grade gun. The only difference is one is maybe full auto, but they look, they can look the same. That scary thing scares me because you can make a gun look scary. They do it in movies all the time. They make a regular gun and they put all this stuff on it and make it look like a scary Star Wars did it. Star Wars used a regular broom handle pistol. They make it look like some kind of assault gun. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, I'm sorry I had to interrupt that. No, 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 you're
1: absolutely right. I uh I I went out and bought uh um bought one of those scary looking guns. <laughs> and yeah. uh um you know, I have this great AR. I put a uh, beautiful scope on it. Uh I got uh, a sling on it and you know, my high cap 5 round mag <laughs> and uh stop and, it. Uh, I, I know. Not say that
0: all in one sentence. My exactly. High cap 5, <laughs> five <laughs> round 5
1: and then my mother said, oh my gosh, that's so scary looking. And mm-hmm. so then I handed her my seven mil odd eight that I hunt big game with. And I said, this is actually more deadly than this, which is just a 223. It's a sporting rifle. Right. And it's designed to be light and mm-hmm. it's designed to be easy to manipulate in a sporting context. And so that's all it's for. And to your point, Dan, if the military actually had to use these in the context of which they're being you know we, sold to people uh, as military it, they they wouldn't want them anyway because right. these are these are uh, these are just modern sporting rifles that's all right. they are so uh yeah so uh, it's uh, it's interesting and um and we do have a a, a few additional pieces for the uh, for the gun ban info for you guys because those restrictions weren't good enough there are more uh, Stop they it. did put <laughs> yeah they put um they put some restrictions on on energy and bore diameter so Anything that has a 20 millimeter bore, or plus uh, bore diameter, excuse me, or a muzzle energy greater than 10,000 joules. And so when you look at the list, and of course, again, my opinion, I think they added grenade and rocket launchers to the list to make non-suspecting people go, oh my God, thank goodness they banned those. The, they weren't part of you know, the, the firearms industry anyway. But what happened was I believe they unintentionally, I believe, Uh, And with with that, those classifications, um, they included uh, 10 and 12 gauge shotguns. So all of a sudden, uh, and I'm not going to get into where you measure bore diameter, uh, because that's a whole other debate amongst gun people. But in the case of the OIC, uh, if you take a modern shotgun and you remove the choke uh, at the threading, if you do a measurement, it slightly exceeds 20 millimeters on many of them and so what happened was it was uh, a a huge jolt to the to the uh, hunting community that that hunt birds uh, and the sport shooting uh, trap skeet shooters because obviously many of them use 12 gauge modern uh, shotguns and so uh, then uh, when that came to bear there were tweets going out from government representatives that said, "Oh, we didn't mean that. We didn't mean that." So I don't know where you take a tweet if you have to go to court, but uh, apparently that's what you're to use. So
2: well, they got so confu- yes, it is
1: very confusing got, guess, and very I, unclear.
2: Yeah, they got confused with I think uh, uni- the United States has a anything over fifty, which is half inch, uh, like mm-hmm. a fifty caliber, right. has to be a destructive device, but they made that were exception to shotguns and so, so what they're it was un- to
1: do- yeah it was unintentional so now um remember i told you there was about 250 guns that have uh, through the firearms table have so there are shotguns now on that list so if we go back to the purpose and the intent and then you take the list of guns they actually they 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 don't uh line up because right. uh that that test doesn't doesn't work so Um, so yes unfortunately uh, it is confusing it is unclear it has left us uh, completely uh, up in the air Uh, I feel absolutely terrible as a gun owner you know some of my things are sitting in the safe and they may never see the light of day again but as a an industry I mean uh, I I don't have to ask you know you guys gun store owners people that buy and sell firearms they have things that were non-restricted and they're now prohibited they have different storage requirements. They had customers that had ordered things that were in transit and couldn't necessarily conclude the transaction. It caused a ton of concern and it is still, we are still there. We are still at that place right now. And so, uh, so it, I mean, you asked what's being done. Uh, currently, um, there are five cases that are filed against the federal government uh, fighting the OIC and those five different groups or individuals got together and made sure that five different angles were being uh, approached on that so we have gun lobby groups um, industry uh, made up of gun ranges and 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 stores and some manufacturers and we even have individuals that are uh, that are taking their cases to federal court uh, to have this. Uh, gun ban uh, either overturned. I know there's been a request for it to be stayed. Uh, grandfathering clauses for those of us who uh, are legal gun owners that had those firearms so that we can use them, but at least for the interim, not to sell anymore. It uh, it is an absolute. Can I say shit show? I think I just did. Um, <laughs> it is. It applies here, so we're yeah, going to allow it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So uh, that we don't know what the resolution will be. We do know that they put a two-year amnesty on it, and we do know we have a minority government, and we do have a pandemic, and we do not know how long this is going to take. Uh, And, of course, we don't know what the end result is going to be.
2: Wow. So that's where we're at right now. What scares me is if I live there or I'm scared for you guys is tomorrow he could wake up or the prime minister could wake up and say, maybe we should just put them all on the list of prohibitive.
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. I mean, if he can and, do that,
2: why can't he do that?
1: Well, and 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 that is, you know, what people are questioning Dan. I mean, uh, that sounds like a bit of a uh uh dictate, dictatorial dictatoral <laughs> whatever that word is. Dictatorial, yes. Sure, that's it. She said it better than me. Uh, <laughs> move and uh, and that is that is not Canada. And so, you know, we we are uh, coming at it from all angles. Of course, a ton of petitions have popped up. And, uh, and we can continue to educate, we can continue to open the eyes of people that aren't perhaps in the mainstream firearms community so that they understand that uh, there already are restrictions, there already are regulations. We can't use those scary guns anywhere but the gun range. I cannot transport them openly. There's all of those things. And in fact, if you take a look at how they pass the order in council, uh, it has been questioned by experts in, uh, in the field uh, as to whether that was actually uh, the process was followed. Uh, and, and so there is there is a lot of question as to whether it was done properly. And so I guess we're going to see uh, that in the end as well, because if they didn't follow the process to put the order in council in place, then perhaps we have grounds on with that alone, but we will wow. see.
0: Well, and I just want to uh address my american my United States uh listeners that if any of you are sitting there going, "Oh, tut, tut, poor Canada, you know, they've just kind of you know fallen off the wayside here. We have right now two bills that are waiting, just waiting for an opportunity um, for the, the, the people that wrote them. And, you know, I hate to be political. I hate to do it, but, um, because the second amendment is not political, but to a person, this HR 5717 in the house and the Senate bill 3254, that one was authored by Elizabeth Warren, who was just running for the, the highest office in the land. Um, These are written by Democrats. They are co-authored by Democrats. They are co-sponsored by Democrats. And the minute that they get a chance by some, you know, horrible national event, like what happened in Canada, which is what triggered uh, all of this stuff that that, uh, your Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, said on May 1st, 2020, um, the minute they get the chance, the people that wrote these, all those guns are listed by maker, by model number. So we're going to be in the exact same boat as our friend, Deneen Tomlin and all of her Canadian uh, nation mates uh, are in. And so none of us get to sit back and just kind of, you know, cluck our tongues and think, oh, well, you know, if they had just had the the foresight to have a second amendment or something, because we do have the second amendment and it's constantly under attack. So um, either side of the border, these are things that we have to be concerned about. And I, I one hundred percent agree with what you said, Denine. That it is all about education because if people don't know, they can't care. If they mm-hmm. don't care, mm-hmm. then any politician, any elected official can just roll out their dictatorial statements. And and what are we supposed? Okay. Mm we just do the little bobblehead thing because we don't, cause we don't know and we don't care. So, um, I, I really hope that, uh, you guys up there in Canada and us guys down here in the United States can, can put the line back where it should be. And that is on freedom and personal responsibility. Um, and not these arbitrary, I mean, Here in in Arizona, here in America, the because it's scary looking, it's there, it's in the the conversation. But as far as I know, it's not actually been written down, right? And and you know the the way that you're saying, so it it's the same issues, just on different sides of the border. Different sides of the border, yeah, yeah. And your guy Trudeau, he he just took a huge leap that. Uh, I know there are people here in the United States. They they want that opportunity to to take that leap and just say, "Cause I said so." That's why.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So go ahead, and I'm I'll sorry. and I'll tell you. Uh, you you mentioned uh, the uh, the active shooter event that took place in Nova Scotia that took place nearly weeks before the uh, gun ban was announced, and uh, through uh, the work of the RCMP on the investigation since that time it has been determined that all 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 underlined big caps all the firearms were illegally uh, gained there none of them were legally owned firearms and so uh, of course one was uh, taken from uh, the RCMP member when she was uh, killed at the hands of of the gunman and uh, all the rest were illegally Uh, uh, purchased or gotten or gained from from him and so uh, I underline that because if we're trying to uh, stop horrible things uh, happening uh, it's the horrible people it's uh, it's not the good people that are doing good things and following all the rules and and getting all the licenses and and doing in our case you know storage and all of those things it's uh, bad people will continue to bad thing do bad things and so if we don't educate people as to what, uh, what's in front of them, then they'll just make these sweeping decisions based on, uh, on what they do have for information. So.
2: We need to do a 10 hour show with you.
1: We do. Uh,
0: We are definitely going to uh, have to bring you back on, but for now we do have to wrap up. Um, man, thank you so much for all of that amazing information. Thank you for what you are doing on the other side of our our, our northern border your southern border um, and i love that you know when when we met in in las vegas we were surrounded by a bunch of my fellow dc project ladies and our hashtag is teal for 2a and look what you're wearing today Got yes, you. I tried
1: to get the t-shirt, Cheryl, but uh, I wasn't in the right place at the right time at SHOT Show, so I thought today I wanted to support you and, and Diana and all the hard work that uh, that you guys have been doing. I think it's an amazing show of leadership, and I truly feel that if uh, if women can start educating and leading the way and showing that it's not uh, uh, a testosterone-filled environment, that uh, that it actually is just you know, good average people that are doing great things. Uh, and I think women's leadership can make a difference. So, uh, so I, I look to you guys and, uh, and I hope that we can, we can see something like that happening in Canada sometime soon as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, with women like you up there doing the work you're doing, I have high hopes uh, that you're, you're in very good hands up there. in Canada. Thank you, Cheryl.
1: Very pull- kind
2: we need to clone about 50 of you and maybe then you can have some enough influence in, in Canada to stop that nonsense.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just, you got to step up. You got to be heard. You got to be seen. You got to, you got to lead uh, with action. And, uh, and I always say to the girls, when we're on the firing line, you got to see it to be it. So it's time for women to get out and show the way. And, uh, um, and maybe that'll make, a difference so thank you guys for your kind words i do appreciate it it uh, is always a pleasure to see you every year at shot and, and i hope for uh, for that for all of us for 2021 20, and uh, and and who knows maybe we'll see each other at uh, at another industry event sometime soon when they open the border and let me fly <laughs> to come and see you. for sure and
0: how do people follow you how do they learn more about what you're doing and lady guns?
1: Uh, Lady Guns has a website we're ladyguns.ca and uh, so you can see some of the activities we have going on some of the events there and of course our social media feeds to that so if you can't find me on Instagram or Facebook you can always find me there but on Instagram I am ladygunyyc uh, that's our airport code here in in Calgary. So Lady Gun YYC on Instagram and Lady Guns on Facebook. So, uh, we, uh, we like to tag everything with uh, hashtag Lady Guns Tribe and, uh, and we like to build our tribe and I would love to, uh, to unite, uh, women on both sides of the border to become part of the Lady Guns Tribe because we all actually are uh, in this for the same reasons, I believe. So.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, thanks for find me.
0: Thank you again so much. We will definitely check it back in with you soon.
1: Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Thanks for the invitation. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye Bye now. Wow.
2: I I didn't know that Canada was that, uh, that bad. I mean, they have a ruler. They have a dictatorship.
0: Yeah, I don't think many Canadians knew that they were that bad, that they had a ruler and a dictatorship until it happened. And that's that's the thing is that we have whatever wherever we live, we have to be more proactive in how we hire people with our votes, uh, to be our representatives because, you know, just because somebody looks good or talks a good game, we have to know more about um you know, how they've maybe previously voted, who they previously supported in other elections. Um, There there are tells, there's always a tell and we have to be more involved and more engaged. You know, and
2: a lot of people from Canada move to the United States. They do. And so her teaching them in Canada, how to act when they come here, they won't try to change our world. So we need to support her. Absolutely. All right. We have got to
0: run out of here. So time to go. We ran really long with Miss Denise. We had questions for her that we didn't even get to. Um, but, uh, thank you so much to our awesome listeners. You are everything, whether you're watching on YouTube or GunStreamer, or whether you're listening on gunfreedomradio.com, you can click the demand tab, the on demand tab and binge, listen to your heart's content, click the guest tab and see videos and, uh, photographs and links to all of our guests we've ever had. It's a great resource. Um, and we don't hate it when you spend time there, to be honest with you. Uh, but thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our awesome guest today, our Canadian connection, Miss Deneen Tomlin of lady guns. And until next time, pray for our nation, pray for our nation. If I whisper it, maybe people will lean in and hear it, uh, pray for our leaders.
2: Pray for our world. For our world, for sure. Yes, yeah. um, and so the leaders? Okay. All, all right. Them, it's, we, we've got to do something. Even okay. We got. Okay. All right. Okay. Especially. Okay. Don't make me change my mind. Go. Go. <laughs> um,
0: have a great week. Be good to each other. Bye. And God bless.